And we are back. Hello, I'm Ziv Raviv. And I'm Shachar Erez. And welcome back to season two of the Generous Marriage Podcast. Welcome. In this season, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to do a few things a little bit different, actually. We have started to do interviews with thought leaders, with therapists, with coaches on an array of topics that are related to maintaining and creating a generous marriage. And that includes on topics like sex and emotional intelligence and mindfulness and attunement and such a wonderful collection of smart people that were willing to share tools and ideas here in the show. Who are we going to interview today, Shachar? Today we're interviewing Alicia Munoz and she wrote a great book called No More Fighting, 20 Minutes a Week to a Stronger Relationship. And I love this book because it's packed with practices and exercises you can do, like the title says, in 20 minutes that are so beneficial. You, you practice them and you just have a stronger, more loving, more intimate relationship. And this is like so practical. It's the type of things that we really believe in in the Generous Marriage Podcast. And we keep creating all sorts of tools like this one. And then, you know, finding Alicia and her book was just uh, such a wonderful thing for us because we, we want to share with you the practical stuff. So get ready for the interview where you will learn the actual practical tips of how to create a relationship with less fighting. It's not a magic formula where it's easy. There's a lot of work involved, isn't it, Chaha? Yeah, you have to pay attention. You have to invest in your relationship. It doesn't happen on its own. It doesn't, and it is so worth it. So let's go right into the interview with Alicia Munoz, and then I will share with you a few takeaways that we had, plus some bonus material where you can learn more about this topic. See you at the other end. Welcome to the Generous Marriage Podcast. Fight less, feel appreciated, and have a deeper connection with your spouse. And now your hosts, Shachar Erez and Ziv Raviv. Hello, Generous Marriage Podcast. I'm Ziv Raviv. And I'm Shachar Erez. And together we are the Generous Marriage Podcast team. And we are producing, as a part of season two, a set of interviews with authors and influencers in the field of relationships and building up a better relationship and coaching through relationships and all sorts of people that we are inspired by their work. And today, specifically, we have the privilege to talk with an author of a book that is, I think, uh, should be a part of, of every couple's uh, shelf just above the, the bed. And you should use this book every single week. You will understand why soon. But hello, Alicia Munoz. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. So I want to, uh, first of all, share with our audience, you're from just outside of Washington, D.C., in Virginia, and you wrote the book, No More Fighting, 20 Minutes a Week to a Stronger Relationship. Yes. That, that sounds like a dream. No more fighting. Is this possible? <laughs> um, well, I always joke that really the title should have been like almost no more fighting or less fighting. <laughs> 
I'm not sure it's actually possible to never fight or healthy. I think that, you know, conflicts are part of our relationships. And the book is really geared more to understanding why we fight and unpacking our triggers and sort of learning how to collaborate as a team in a marriage to create more safety. Talk a little bit more about safety because you identified that safety and connection was two things that people really need to work on actively. Is that something that affects a lot of the couples that you meet as a therapist? Oh, yes. Ironic, maybe, that you have two often very civilized, very successful, very verbally intelligent people in a room, and yet there can really be such a lack of safety. And this is because we have an old brain, we have a nervous system that responds and reacts to things in a way that's really binary. It's safe or it's unsafe, and there's not a lot in between. In our context, and I know I'm sure Shahad deals with this also, it's really about helping couples learn about emotional safety in the marriage and how to create that. And is that something, Shahar, that is cultural, do you think? You've been helping people both in Israel and in the States. Do you find that a cultural thing, the need for safety? The need for safety is universal. The couples in different parts of the world are different in the way they speak to each other. Like Israelis tend to be much more loud and intense than Americans in San Francisco. But like Alicia said, you can be really civil and speak really intelligently and still make your partner feel unsafe, feel frightened. So it's not really about the volume or about how you communicate. Well, it is about how you communicate, but it's not a cultural thing. It's universal. It's related to attachment, to being attached to your partner, first to your caregiver and then to your partner. So we can speak for hours about that. <laughs> So Alicia, I want, I want to understand more about your book because you actually have inside exercises and challenges. Tell me more about it. What are those challenges? Well, so what I've done is I've tried to create a program that is accessible for anybody, like a buffet where you can kind of taste a little bit of all these different foods and to give readers a sense of what this issue is, whether it's listening or affairs, you know, uh, or something more complex. And then to have a little mini exercise that's 20 minutes long that couples can then do together to get, again, just a taste of, of what changing this or growing in this area might look like. It might help us and our audience uh, to understand if we'll take an example. Maybe you can pick one that you feel is one of the more popular ones or that you get, got feedback about mm-hmm. it from, from your readers or from your customers, from the couples mm-hmm. that you helped. And mm-hmm. tell us all about it. Okay. For example, feelings um, and feeling feelings is often a challenge for couples in their relationships and again even for very sophisticated people who think that they are in touch with their feelings really I think across cultures maybe there are some feelings that feel things more like Shaha was talking about you know in Israel you can be more expressive and without it being threatening in an, you know in the, in the UK you might you might not be as expressive but it's So this chapter focuses on how to bring more mindfulness to feelings and identify feelings. And so I provide a wheel, a feeling wheel that breaks down the basic emotions. And then the exercise is really about 
naming several of the core feelings that we all kind of know and have, and then sharing with your partner what that feeling brings up in you. And the example I give is like the feeling happy. For someone, it, it may have a lot of positive connotations, but for somebody else, it may make them sad to think about happiness. And anger might make someone feel empowered. In their family, they grew up feeling empowered to express their anger you know, in a healthy way. And for somebody else, anger might create a physiological fight-flight reaction. So that's an example of how I try to do that with these different areas. And is this something that uh, you give homework to the couples that come to you? Um, I do give homework to the couples that come to me, but it, not necessarily uh, from the book. I, I, although I have used things in the book, I did, I did come up with a lot of these ideas over the course of 13 years of working with couples. Our, our couples are very creative and they'll often come up with amazing ideas. I had a couple once who didn't like the idea of expressing gratitude every day before bedtime or in the morning. So what they did was they got a journal an empty journal and then they would just put it on a table by the door and they would write their gratitudes in the journal and then they could look whenever they wanted so yeah but I do give homework and people don't often like homework it is such a negative association <laughs> but um, uh, right assignments that are related to what comes up in the, in the session exactly gratitude is one of our favorites we did the whole episode about you know. So it's cool that you found a way that they are still expressing gratitude in the way that fits them. It's cool. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And we always mention this, how important it is to take an exercise and just adapt it to your own style. If it says 20 minutes, I'm sure that it's still good for you to do this exercise even for just 10 minutes or to yes. take them for 30 minutes and you'll still get a lot of value. Absolutely. I mean, I think that, that I, I, I don't know if you find this, Shaha, but I think that time boundaries are really important. So, you know, 20 minutes, it, it can be negotiated, but, um, you know, they're, they're, I, and I write about this in the book too, there tends in a, in a relationship, there tends to be often a pursuer and a distancer, somebody who feels much more comfortable with emotional expression and somebody who feels overwhelmed by it or feels engulfed or, or threatened by too much emotional expressions. So agreeing on a time container, it has to feel good to both people because there tends to be a pursuer and a distancer in, in most relationships. And there tends to be one person who feels safer with a lot of emotional expression and one person who feels threatened by it. So creating some sort of a time frame that feels good for both people is gonna foster that connection and that safety. There's no right way. Just because I think feeling is the most wonderful thing and my way is right, if I have that focus, it's not supportive of the relationship. Right, and the time frame really helps the distancer, the person who's less comfortable with feelings, to feel safe and not get flooded. Right. Can you tell us about a situation where one of the readers of the book shared with you his experience of what he got from your book? Yeah, um, I get a lot from people that it really normalized for them their struggles. Couples often have a lot of shame around feeling, you know, there's so much mythology around what the ideal relationship looks like and what love is, and especially with social media and what people present, this facade of happiness and connection and like passion and 
always juicy and we always look great. And, and I think that it's really, it's creating this kind of shame for a lot of people who are in real life, messy, gritty, raw and difficult relationships. And so, you know, I, I, I tried to capture that in all the variety of couples that I show in the book, really a, a wide range of heterosexual bisexual, um, gay couples, even a transgender couple, that, and, and different ethnicities and ages and able-bodiedness levels. And there's, there's such a way in which we're universally linked in the humbling challenge of growing up into a, into a committed love partnership. And I got from, from people who read it that like reading this chapter or that chapter, you know, the chapter on, on low desire, you know, uh, I had one reader who a man who felt a lot of shame around his sexuality and, and erectile dysfunction. And just this sense of like, yeah, this is like life. This is what we deal with in our marriages. And thank you for, for sharing this. So if anything, that's really what I was hoping people would get out of it was the sense of how we're all, we're all in it together. Like even us relationship experts, you know, right, Shaha? I mean, it's, you know. Tell the couples that I work with that we're all in it together. Yeah. I yeah. go to couples therapy when my relationship is in the Me too. Wow. Mm-hmm. And even, even good relationships go through crises, go through times that it's harder and people need help. Yeah. Relationships used to be held from the outside by the community and the family. And now we're in a such individualistic culture that we really need to work on it, to pay attention to our relationship and, and hold it from the inside. It's... Mm harder than it used to be. Mm, oh, that's so beautifully, beautifully said and so true. And I just so appreciate you, you know, sharing that perspective. And I often forget that at being from an individualistic kind of culture myself, you know, the States, we're all, we all just do it ourselves. And, and yeah. you know, and it's, it's so true. Like, you know, we, it, it's so sad because we are a community, a global community, and our marriages are a microcosm of that. You know, and, and we, I think there is a lot less support from the outside. And so we need more support from the inside. So you, you mentioned uh, the, the, the idea of a stronger relationship in your book and, and that the, those exercises can help you build a stronger relationship. What are some of the benefits that you see when people are actually starting to be proactive on building the inside uh, support or inside work? so that the relationship will be strong. What are some of the benefits that you see? So some of the, some of the benefits that I see are, well, first of all, there's a kind of a slowing down and an ability to access soul or truth or heart or something very deep and mystical and spiritual. And I mean, those are my words. You can call it what you want, but there's more of a sense of um, groundedness in, in a self. And of course, that brings all kinds of benefits where people are more able to self-regulate, people are happier, you know, they have less anxiety, their depression lessens. You know, it's really this, this attachment you mentioned, Shaha, earlier, that, that having this safe attachment is what heals us. And we, we have, most of us have, or many of us, I don't know, have struggles in our early attachments often things that are unhealed so the marriage is a container giving us that op- that opportunity to heal and from there we're not all caught in our own ego and our own pain and our own suffering we, we get bigger we get more expansive 
And of course, that's, that brings us uh, more pleasure, more joy, more play, more resilience, more love. And those are good things to have. Very. And can you do, can you do the exercises at home or well, can you do it not at home? What is your take on that? I, I think it's, it's asking a lot of a, of a couple to expect them to read a book, do the exercises and, you know, be healed, you know, or, or have a great relationship. I, I think that if you can get support through a counselor, I think that's, that's helpful. Um, I, I, I think if you're not ready or one person isn't ready, it's always helpful to focus on what's important in life and your relationship is really important. It's like you were saying how your business will have more of a chance of thriving if you have a healthy marriage or healthy relationship. So it's the same thing here. You know, if you can focus on connecting, focus on taking ownership for what you add to the struggle, then it's going to, it's going to benefit you potentially in all these different ways. But just doing it on your own, uh, you will get hopefully something out of it. Um, but we need a lot of that support. We need community support. We need coaches, therapists, more books. At least I did. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a book uh, called uh, Willpower Doesn't Walk. And basically the theory there is that if you surround yourself with an environment that mm -hmm. encourages you to improve your ways or improve your habits or, you know, grow, uh, then it works way, way better than you deciding that you will work on your marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's very well said. And yeah, this idea of willpower feeds into that myth that Shahai you were kind of referring to of independence. I can do it on my own. There's a saying in Imago therapy, which is the model that I, I work from, although I use other models, that you know, we're, we're, born, we're born in relationship and we live in relationship and we heal in relationship. So that's also our relationship to our spiritual community and to our, you know, our neighborhood and our, just all the layers of community around us. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I love how well you described earlier the potential of a healthy relationship to, to heal us, to make us more whole. And I don't think there's one key for a good relationship. But if I, you know, if I push you to focus on one thing, <laughs> What's your main? Okay, well, I agree with you. I don't think there's one key. And so I'm probably going to say this and then take it back. And, but I, I, for me, at least, for me, my key and the key that I often see in the couples I work with, when we're talking, when there's not characterological disorder, when there's not abuse, when there's not mental illness, when there's not a, a ton of addiction or something, the key is often that ability to take ownership, repurpose all of that energy you put into finding fault with your partner, blaming them, seeing everything that's wrong about them, trying to get them to change, trying to tell them how they should be more like you, to really turn all that and say, uh-uh, what do I need to do here? I think that is a key. <laughs> that is a, a very powerful key indeed. Um, taking ownership, finding out what you can do in order to actually have a better shot in improving your life and improving your relationship. It just a lot of times when we do, where we're considering uh, some some training to develop, and where I, I keep coming back to this place where I feel like 
even if you're taking this exercise by yourself, it's always better to have it as a couple. But even if you just take ownership, I want to control my anger. I want to uh, be more generous and uh, I don't know what, in all sorts of ways. So even if you just take ownership on your half of the problem, sometimes it provides 80% of the, of the problems are fixed, not yeah. just half. Exactly. That's be- yeah, that's so true. That's really important. You know, I, I try to, with my couples sometimes, I'll try to occasionally self-disclose a little bit, trying to undo that shame that we all carry and that isolation and that sense of, well, you know, I'm the worst at this or nobody is quite as damaged as me or, you know, whatever the story is that, that people carry in their relationships. And I'll talk to them about how the moment I began to take ownership in my marriage with my husband and how um, I can almost, I can remember the moment when I was pointing that finger at him and saying, you are so angry. You're such an angry person. You know, you really have to work on your anger issues and, and, and giving him all these examples. I had like a journal full of, of like proof. And, and he looked at me and he said, I think, I think you're the one with the anger issue. I remember I, I stopped and I listened and I really listened and I felt nauseous. I, I, I really wanted to go throw up. It was so hard to see that there was something there for me to work on and look at and understand. And so I share that with couples sometimes to show them that this isn't like an intellectual exercise. It's physiologically, we are defended against owning our vulnerabilities. Like, you know, our minds try to protect us in ways that aren't always helpful to our marriage. And it's hard to do, but you can learn it. You can do it. You can practice it. And you can see those benefits, Zeke, that you were just talking about. Yeah, the part in our mind that protects us, that helps us uh, survive, doesn't help us thrive in our relationships. And these days we want more of a relationship, not just surviving. We want to be happy and we want to be nourished and we deserve all this good stuff. Right. Yeah, it takes some uh, psychological work to, to be able to own your stuff and to be vulnerable with each other. But it's so worth it. It's so worth it. Yeah. So worth it. You know, and it's what you just said makes me think of, I know Esther Perel talks about that, about the, the burden on the modern marriage. You know, the idea that our partner has to be like this passionate lover and this amazing cook and this great co-parent, but our guy or our woman has to also be super emotionally intuitive and they have to be our best friend. And, you know, there's just so many layers of roles and expectations that used to be more spread out across a village. Wow. So the book, No More Fighting 20 Minutes a Week to a Stronger Relationship by Alicia Munoz. Alicia, it was so good to dive into some of the ideas that are the foundation of the book and how couples can actually take the book, read it, play with it. Just like in a buffet, you can choose what is the dish that you're eating. You're not supposed to do it all in one day or in one weekend or like to binge read this and you can say no correct me if i'm wrong and if you find a dish that you don't really like and you find a dish that you think that it might trigger something very hard for you then sure skip the chapter but it is very important to work on the relationship 
and to meet. I guess you can do that even uh, outside in a coffee shop. Is that right? I mean, you know, I, I have some reservations about doing it in a coffee shop. I would try it at home first before you start going public with this. <laughs> Got it. So guys, get the book. You need a safe environment for this. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so guys, take the book, skip the coffee shop, do the date <laughs> night uh, at home uh, with the book. Choose, uh, uh, choose one of the exercises you can, you can choose in advance. You can have a date night just on which of the exercises you're going to do next and challenge your relationship through the 52 relationship challenges in the book by Alicia Munoz. And that is something that is going to be very beneficial. And I hope that you do this. Alicia, thank you so much for joining us in the Generous Marriage Podcast. We are going to put a link in the generousmarriage.com website for people to find your book more easily and also to find your website. If uh, couples around Washington, D.C., in Virginia are interested in getting you to become their therapist, where should they go? They can go to my website. There's a, a contact page there. Awesome. So aliciamunoz.com. We'll put the link for that as well on the website, so it will be easy. Plus, uh, we got like a, a secret glimpse before we started the recording about the second book that uh, you're working on. So we can't really talk about that yet. But by the time you're listening to this, maybe who knows, the book is already published. So go to generousmarriage.com and we'll make sure that it's updated for you guys. Because Alicia is working with a lot of couples in the trenches, helping them, but also finding the tools that work and put that into books that are valuable. So thank you so much for all that you do. Alicia. See you guys next week in the Generous Marriage Podcast. Bye. Bye. Wow. Alicia sure knows how to deliver practical tools to create a better relationship with less fights. What is your main takeaway, Shachar, from this interview? Yeah, I agree. She's so wise and practical. I just love it. I love the way she described the key for a better relationship about uh, taking ownership about your stuff, your shadow, and not blaming your partner about it. I think that's huge. It is. It also is the key for any process of transformation you want in your life to, first of all, look into yourself and to look into what can you change in order to improve your life. It really is the key on, in coaching on business as well. And I wonder, Shachar, do you think that it is a goal that people should strive for to have no fights? Well, not really. I actually don't think uh, fighting is a problem as long as you know how to repair. I think that's the magic, actually. If you know how to repair and recreate intimacy and closeness, then fighting is not a big deal. And yes, you, we do want to fight less, but having no fights at all, uh, I'm suspicious of that. It might be that we're actually not saying stuff, that we're not real enough with each other. So I would say less fighting. That's yeah. a good goal for me. Yeah, yeah. And, and I imagine, you know, on the, on the level of marketing the book, it makes sense to call it no more fighting. But if in Alicia admits that a realistic goal would be, you know, to minimize fights that you don't need and yet to be able to overcome fights that you do. So Alicia actually wrote an e-book that is very generous on the way that you, it teaches you how to increase your mindfulness and how to uh, become, you know, like even 
to have a better emotional intelligence in your love life, in your relationship. It's called Mindful Loving. And Alicia was generous enough to share it with you guys, the listeners of the Generous Marriage Podcast. So mm-hmm. all you need to do is go into generousmarriage.com, find episode one of season two, and then you can sign up and download the ebook entirely. And it's, it's, it's good. What do you think about the ebook, Shachar? It's an amazing ebook, really. <laughs> so uh, wise and again practical she really knows how to to write really well in an engaging and interesting and and the way that's easy to use it's worth your time even if you uh skim through it and just suddenly fall in love in one of the paragraphs because there's a lot of uh, ideas in there that can inspire you to a better relationship then by all means go do that it will take three or five minutes of your time and you will uh, grow your relationship and bring it to a better place. And so that is uh, what we recommend. Guys, thank you so much for listening for the Generous Marriage Podcast. Um, There's always more resources for you to check in generousmarriage.com, including the, the bonus material of this episode and all of the games and tools that we've developed in the previous seasons and in the upcoming weeks, you will see Uh, every week another episode out of season two with another interviewee and specifically for next week you're going to hear about your hottest sexual movie Celeste and Danielle from Somatica really give us something really fun and juicy to learn so worth waiting there will be a sexy topic next week see you guys and thank you so much for listening for the Generous Marriage Podcast bye thank you see you next week